Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. According to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Do you realize when you were baptized and when you were confirmed, you were asked this question? And that question is this, do you renounce the devil? Yes, do you renounce the devil and all of his works and all of his ways? It is an interesting question for us to consider. You see, the word renounce, that word renounce, it means that you will no longer adhere to someone or something. To renounce is to reject or to relinquish or to formally give up on someone or something. It's a rejection of a something else. And so this question you were once asked at your baptism and confirmation was not a feathery. It was not a feathery and empty or frivolous question. It was not just something you checked off on the box. Indeed, it was a very serious question. Furthermore, it was not a question that you were asked just one time, and that's it, that it applied to somewhere in the past. It is a question, my friends, that we must answer every single day. It's a question we must answer today. Do we renounce the devil in all of his works and all of his ways? You see, as we consider this question in light of our reading from the Gospel of Matthew this morning, we must realize that we can't have it both ways. It's either Satan's way or Jesus' way. It's either Jesus' way or Satan's way. We can't have it both ways. Either you renounce Satan, either you renounce Satan, or you renounce Christ. That's how it works. In other words, as we contemplate the question and consider our gospel reading from this morning, it brings us to the reality that there is, again, no middle ground. There's no such thing as Switzerland. You and I can't ride the fence in Christianity. 
You can't two-time Jesus. You can't double-speak. You cannot be a hypocrite. It just does not work that way. Martin Luther, he once commented on this very subject, and he says this, and I paraphrase very, very, very loosely. Luther said, either a person has Christ on his saddle or the devil on his saddle, but not both. Indeed, not both. And so what this means is that there are only two sides. When there is a war, yes, when there's a war, there's no neutrality. There's no neutral ground. So keep in mind, though, that this war with the devil is not new. It's been going on for a very long time. It started in the Garden of Eden with our first parents, Adam and Eve. Unfortunately, as we know from Scripture, Adam and Eve, they failed to renounce the devil in all of his ways and all of his works. They failed miserably. They doubted God's word, and they ate the fruit. And ever since then, well, ever since then, history has shown us that our human race has had one failure after another. If you think things have changed for the better, as if we're somehow so-called evolving to better human beings, well, you're naive. Just look at the news. Watch the news lately, and you will look and see how it is bad, how bad it is. And furthermore, if you look into your hearts, you will realize otherwise. You see, the battle with the devil, yes, it began at the Garden of Eden, but the battle rages on not just in the world. It certainly does in the world. No doubt about it. It rages on in the world. But above all, it rages on right in the battleground, the battleground of our own hearts right here with you and me. You see, when you were baptized into Christ, you were not only snatched from the kingdom of darkness under the kingdom of light. It's a wonderful, hostile takeover where you're snatched from darkness unto light. We heard that several weeks ago in understanding our baptisms. But you were also at that same time given the Holy Spirit. It's one of the blessings of baptism, one of the hope, the hope we have in baptism. We are given the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit, you are also given holy impulses by the Spirit, holy impulses in your hearts. But mark this, the holy impulses that you are given, they are contrary, they're contrary to the works of the devil. They're the polar opposite of the devil. You see, the works of the devil are simply this, the devil seeks to have hatred and bitterness and resentment and anger and arrogance and above all, the stubborn refusal to bow before God Almighty and His will. That's what the devil hopes for in our lives. That's what he fans the flame for in our hearts. The devil's ways are deception, they're lying, they're deceit, they're cheating, they're stealing. However, the works of Christ are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and humility before the Father that bows to the Father's will. And so within your hearts, within my heart, within all of our hearts here today, you and I will find the Holy Spirit giving us holy impulses. These are good, these are true holy impulses, the works of Christ. At the very same time as the Holy Spirit gives us holy impulses, the devil will be right alongside the holy impulses, fanning the flames of hatred and bitterness and resentment and anger and arrogance and lies and on and on and on. And so you will find that every day, every day, with every circumstance, with every situation, the devil will be there trying to do his best to gain your allegiance by fanning the flames of sin and deceit and lies.
Now, as you know today, today is the first Sunday in the season of Lent, and with Lent, it is a time for us to wake up. Both Advent and Lent are sobering seasons for us to wake up, to wake up and to realize that we cannot have it both ways. We especially hear that today in our text from the Gospel of Matthew. We cannot say that we have fellowship with the light while at the same time walk in darkness. We cannot hold on to Jesus without renouncing Satan and his works and his ways, fighting against the evil in the devil. But dear friends, please do not misunderstand me, though. You see, in this life, you will most definitely fail. That's a fact of the matter. The very good that you want to do, you will often not do, and the same is true for me. And the very evil that you and I hate and that we do not want to do, the very evil that the devil wants to do, well, frankly, we will end up doing that oftentimes. This is frankly, my friends, the reality, it is the reality for you and me as a Christian. Being a Christian means that you are at war with the devil, and the devil has had thousands of years of practice, and he will indeed work you and me over at times, and so we will fight. We will fight indeed, and many times we will fail. And so to be in a conflict with the devil, we must understand it is normal. No, it's not right, and it's not condoning it this day, but it is normal. And even to lose to the devil's scheme is quite common for us as Christians. However, at the same time that it is normal, something to come to expect, this battle that we are in, this grind with the devil that we have every single day, at every single turn, we are facing that battle with the devil. Holy impulses from the Holy Spirit and the devil fanning the flames of sin. That battle that we experience, even though it is common, we must not make it so common that we think that it's something that just happens. In other words, we must not be so naive to think that we are somehow, well, smarter than the devil or perhaps even to believe at times that maybe we are stronger than the devil's cohorts. You see, you and I, we will fail. And just as we fail, we will fail often. But keep in mind that losing a battle to the devil is not the same as giving up in a battle. You see, when we make peace with the devil, when we make peace with evil in our hearts, well then, we are no longer stomping on a snake, but we are cuddling the snake. And so when we make peace with the devil to somehow end this grueling war, this battle that we have with temptation and sin, well, we have then, frankly stated, we have renounced Jesus and Jesus' works and ways. And so with all of this in mind, we must listen up. We must understand this morning that the sign of spiritual vitality, the sign of spiritual vitality is not that you and I are super Christians with no problems. The sign of spiritual maturity is not that you have somehow soared higher than the attacks of the evil one, the devil's trickery. We must be aware of Christians who talk as if their battle with the devil is somehow over, that they have conquered the devil, that he's small potatoes, if you will. We must beware of pastors, of pastors who teach to you that there is a way to make peace with the devil on this side of glory. These pastors are false teachers. You see, the reason being is the devil will never stop 
fighting you until the very last breath. And so for you as faithful Christians, to be a Christian is to be at war with the devil every single day at every single turn. And we must keep in mind that the only way to stop the fight against the devil is to what? Renounce everything that Jesus has done and given to us. Lord have mercy. And so there's no neutrality. There's no bargaining with the devil, if you will. You see, as we consider again our gospel reading, the gospel reading from this morning, as we heard, Jesus, he never made a bargain with the devil when he was tempted in the wilderness. That wilderness showdown with Jesus and the devil was not some sort of neutral ground where they were weighing out options, trying to come to a a pleasant compromise, if you will. No, there was no inch given to the devil whatsoever. Jesus never struck a deal for peace. In fact, what Jesus did to the devil was simply this. He preached to the devil. He spoke the word to the devil. When the devil tried to attack him with his trickery, Jesus confessed the word of God right to the devil and not to give him an inch. Now consider this a moment. Do not let this escape your ears. Right now, right here, this right here. Do not let this escape your ears. Consider this a moment. The very word of God that Christ preached to the devil himself, the very word of God that you hear in this sanctuary, the very word of God that is poured into your ears that you hear week after week in this sanctuary, it's the same word that the devil heard from Christ himself. It's the same word that Jesus spoke to the devil. And so the very word of God that did not give an inch to the devil will never give us an inch to end the battle with the devil as well. Instead, the word only gives us courage. Yes, the word only gives us courage and desire to fight on. You see, the word does not give an inch to the devil. It does not make a compromise. It does not find a neutrality with the devil. But it speaks condemnation to the devil and it speaks comfort to us. You see, the Word of God tells us in the midst of our fights, in the midst of our battles with the devil, it tells us that we are not children of the devil, but that we are children of God, that we have been ransomed, that we have been snatched, that we have been claimed, that we have been marked by the Son of the cross, that we belong to Christ and not the evil one. The Word of God tells us that we are holy and that we're beloved. The Word of God, in the midst of our battles, it unites us with Jesus, who is truth, and it excuses us from the devil who is full of lies. The Word of God does not point us to any of our successes. It does not point us to our strength buried deep within, untapped po- potential within. It does not point us to our wisdom, but it points us to the cross. And there is the Word points us to the cross of Christ. The Word teaches us about the cross to see Christ's forgiveness that wipes away all of our sins. The word speaks to us that the cross is where life destroys death and where love defeats the devil himself. And so, baptized saints, today and every day, our Lord Jesus gives you his word of forgiveness. He gives you forgiveness and he gives you his word. He gives you forgiveness for the times that you and I have failed in the battle with the evil one so that we might know that we're forgiven so that we might know that our failures do not confine us to the evil one, but that our failures are the very reason why Christ bled and died for us. And regarding the Word of God, 
Your Lord Jesus Christ gives you his word to strengthen you in the faith. He gives you the word so that you may, yes, indeed, renounce the devil in all of his ways, in all of his trials, again and again and again. He gives us his word so that we may remain steadfast and so that we may, pardon me how I say this, so that we may tell the devil to go to hell because we abide with another, that one who is Christ, who is stronger than the devil. And so, my friends, it is about Christ and his word. You abide with him. No neutrality, no looking back, no darkness. He claimed you. You belong to him. We rest in his word and his forgiveness. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.